The following is a pre-recorded program. Oh, it's 9.06 in the evening, and it's the evening is Tuesday. It's June 4th, isn't it? John, is it June 4th? It and, is. Uh, yeah, that's what, oh, you gave me the thumb up. It, our guest tonight is Mr. Doug Maddox, and his... Um, his son, who is in business with him at Maddox Coins and Stamps, uh, you're going to have to remind me of your new address because I haven't quite got it set in my mind yet. It's 8-something. 801. 801 Oberlin Road. Yes. And it's a large office building. Three-story office. Three-story office building. And if you go in the front, they will tell you which one of those places right. in there to go to. Okay. And they've got park in there. Plenty of it. And if you were used to going to the other address, which we will not say— um, it's about four blocks from there. That's what I would guess, something like that. Uh, in any event, uh, about every six weeks, sometimes five and a half, sometimes six and a half or seven, Doug and Austin visit us, and we talk about uh, numismatics, which is coins, and uh, philately, which is stamps. Uh, Austin will be with us a little bit later. He has been held up some, but we are awaiting his presence. But we are going on without him. <laughs> I do want to mention one thing. Uh, that uh, Thursday night, Joe Cadell, our resident military historian, will be here, and that is the night which we will talk some about D-Day because this is the 75th anniversary this year. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm doing this is all, all every first week of June since the early 90s, we've always had Joe on to talk about one of two things, either D-Day or the Battle of Midway, uh, that is the, the right right battle, isn't it, uh, in the well, Pacific? Yeah, Midway is the one that we were talking about that made the movie and all about. Oh, yeah, you and I were talking about it. Yeah. Right, well, it's the anniversary of it is today, 1942. Oh, okay. And that is what happened there to a great extent determined what happened in the Pacific after that. That is, the, at that point, enough of the Japanese air, uh, aircraft carriers had been sunk or damaged that they they were behind and, mm -hmm. and it greatly limited their uh, flexibility. But in any event, uh, we have two important an anniversaries. There he is right now, and he's he's got the important piece of paper. Austin, thank you for coming tonight. Thank you, Doug. Uh, we're going to have our trivia question here in just a moment. If you want to dial up uh, during this program tonight and discuss anything that we happen to be talking about, or if you have some question about stamps, coins, printed matter, paper money, autographs, they may not know all the answers, but they might be able to refer you to a place that does know the answers. We got resources. You got resources. That's, <laughs> I mean, he's a man after my heart. And so that that's the case. 919 is our area code, of course, uh, 860-9783. If you have letters on your telephone, 9783 works out to be WPTF, which are our call letters. So it's 919 860 WPTF. Doug Maddox, that's M A T T O X, if you uh, go to your website or any phone listing or anything. And Austin Maddox, uh, who is, is uh, making progress through life. He acquired a <laughs> college education and uh, went in, he's been in business, you want about seven or eight years now. Is yeah, that right? That's right. He used to come and visit us here, though, at WPTF before that, so we feel like he belongs here. Uh, he, <laughs> He was a fan of one of our disc jockeys, I remember. Mm -hmm. uh, but any of it, Austin, I'm glad you made it tonight. Yeah, thank you. Um, one of the things we asked the Austin boys to do 
That's what I told Mrs. Carney said, who's coming tonight? Uh, who's going to be on your show? And I said, the Austin boys. And I said, actually, it's father and son, but I just call them the Austin boys. <laughs> uh, not the Austin boys, the Maddox boys. And uh, she is from Dunn, where uh, there are some people named Maddox. That's too. right. So she's yeah. familiar with them. Um, but one of the things that you've done over the years is you, you have a— uh, a trivia question, mm-hmm. and uh, Austin, your your dad was going to do it from memory, but now you provided <laughs> him with a piece of paper. That's right. Which one of you good. wants to do the trivia question tonight? Uh, I can do it. Okay. So um, <clears throat> during World War II, many servicemen carried in their pocket either a piece of currency or a strip of notes, like currency notes, uh, taped together. What was this called? You've stu- I've never heard this before, so I, you learn something really? every day. You don't ever get too old to learn something. But what was this strip of notes taped together uh, alternately to a piece of currency? And, yeah, they, uh, I've, mm-hmm. I've had a wad this big around, and it was normally not U.S. Okay. I mean, occasionally you'd have a $1 bill in there. Right. You know, yeah. A lot of Philippines currency, you know, wherever we were during the uh, war, so French, well, et cetera, et cetera. Let, yeah, let's don't get, go any further because I want to see what, what kind of answers we get to this question. Yeah. So if you have an answer to the question, 919-860-9783. Okay, is there any big news in the world of stamps and coins at this time of year? Have there been any conventions, mm-hmm. any auctions where they sold things for $3 billion or something <laughs> like that? Well, next, let's see. It actually, uh, I ought to point this out. Uh, this weekend in Raleigh is the big coin. I guess they still have stamps out there. Coin stamps and currency show. It's it's the biggest one of the year. So it's out of the fairgrounds. Um, so it's a, you know it's a good place if people for people who enjoy and they can just go walk around and see hundreds of you know dealers from all over the country. Okay, and, and uh, is this a part stuff? of the regular setup that, that occurs on weekends, or does it have a special place? It's in uh, it's in one of the I buildings. I think it's called the Exhibition Building. Mm-hmm. It's that newest building that has time and temperature mm-hmm. on top. Okay. Not far where from they, that waterfall area and yeah. all. Okay. Where they have the big pumpkins every year. Yeah. Okay, now mm-hmm. are we talking about Friday and Saturday or Saturday and Sunday or it's what? Friday, all, it's Friday through Sunday. Um, Sunday, later in the day, people, dealers start to leave. So it's not the best time to go. Uh, right. You won't see as many. You won't have as many people there to look at their stuff. So Friday, Saturday is the, the perfect time. Okay. All right. So that's and, just a good thing to and know. And is there, uh, and it's, of course, being the fairgrounds, there's plenty mm-hmm. of parking out there. Yep. And it's and I think the show's free to get in. You okay. just, you know, you have to have ID just for security. But, Yep free to get in and you'll see all kinds of stuff you've never seen before. Well, that's the when I say what's happening in the coin stamp world. This is talking about coins. Uh, uh, this is what I was looking for. It's mm-hmm. something that, that people may not in general know but might find of interest. And I should have mentioned when I mentioned the uh, Maddox Coins and Stamps at 801 Oberlin Road that uh, Doug and Austin do not have a, uh, a place where you can stroll around and browse. That's right. They do business by appointment only. That's right. And uh, but uh, you you can call their number, which is eight three two 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 nine one. Nobody will remember that, but they can find the number. <laughs> and what is the the address of the website? It's www.maddoxcoinsandstamps.com. So both coins and stamps have an S, and Maddox is M A T T O X. That's right. And uh, uh, I always like to do this because. Uh, some guy called up one time and he mentioned this. I think I can recommend these folks. They're at the top of their uh, of their profession, and uh, 
uh, they you can trust them. I think that, that if you ever dis, if they ever disappointed me, I would just really <laughs> be really I would be depressed because it's just not the kind of thing they would do. And mm-hmm. uh, and so, uh, but if you call them, one of the things they will do if you, for instance, have stamps or a bunch of coins or something, is they will try to find out what you've got and try to find out if there's any point in looking at it. Am mm-hmm. I doing all right, Doug? Yes, sir. If I was doing a commercial, I'd be good today, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, if, and we'll be at the fairgrounds this weekend, too. So if anybody we, just want, even if they just want to come say hey and let us know they're a Tom Kearney fan, then, we'll, you know, we'd love to hear it. He's learning. He's going to be a good radio person. <laughs> I didn't, didn't know you, but you're going to be at the fairgrounds, yeah. too. You're going to be there. And, and I would like that because I always like to feel like since you folks come and visit me so many times that— that people notice it, and and you know maybe it brings you some business. Or yeah. I have no idea. I know, I know a friend, uh, well a person that I know in in my hometown called up and said, "Don't you know some stamp and coin people?" I said, "Yes." And I sent them your way. I hope they got there. I have no idea, but mm-hmm. I know I we've sent a few people. So you're going to be at at the. Uh, uh, the Stamp and Coin exhibition, shall we call it that? Yes, we w- we sure okay. will. <laughs> All right. And it, like uh, Austin said, if you don't do anything but go by and, and speak to them and say, well, I was wondering what you guys look like. That's always a, that's, that's always a good thing. The one with the beard is Doug. Right? And that's, he's the father. Okay. Uh, stamps and Coins, do, do has there, that's something that's happening locally. Mm-hmm. Have there been any, any big sales or anything or auctions? Is there a time of year, for instance, mm-hmm. when— there are regular things scheduled. Mm-hmm. I imagine that that has been the case. Yeah, there's a. I mean, there's big shows throughout the year at this point, especially with the with uh, the with the internet and whatnot. Um, there's there might be an auction in Hong Kong, but all you have to do is get on the computer and you can look at the stuff just the same. So, uh, but there's there's uh, the next really big show is in August in Chicago. Okay, that's that's kind of the big coin show of, of the for year the, in the U.S. for the whole country. So, right. and how about stamps? Or the, uh, this year is going to be a big one at, in in Stockholm. Okay, and I'm not going, but I'd like to go. <laughs> um, and it's going to be mm-hmm. one of the largest world um, stamp shows. That's been in many a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen? I, I'm predicting this in the stamp world is is there will be probably fewer stamps used because of the electronic mm-hmm. stuff. But the ones that are here and the ones that continue to be discovered, discovered in the attic somewhere or some other place are going to be more and more valuable as a result of that. Mm. Maybe. Yes, yeah, that's hard to say. Unfortunately. The stamp collecting world is shrinking. Mm-hmm. Um, the World War II generation collected a lot of stamps, and the baby boomers were big stamp collectors, um, but the millennials are not, whereas they kind of get coins and currency. So um, it, it is a, it's, it's a smaller hobby than it was when you and I were. Okay. Young men, Tom, and that's just the way it, and I don't know that that's coming back. Well, I can understand. We're gonna have mm-hmm. to work out. I'm gonna have to work out a chart, so that, <laughs> and we can have a discussion one night. We can have it with you folks or or someone else about what is a Gen Z, what is a millennial, mm-hmm. and, and so on. I looked it up one time, but I didn't take notes on it. I'm gonna have to do that. Quick story. We'll take a break, and then we'll come back and continue our conversation. And if you want to join the conversation, if you have a question, maybe you found a penny that you think is uh, exceeding value, or you, at least you want to know, 919-860-9783. 
uh, a young man came to the, uh, my acquaintance, came to my house, and he said, Mr. Kearney, I want to, he was a student at State, and he said, Mr. Kearney, I want to uh, borrow a, an envelope and a, a stamp. And he needed to send something uh, to his mother or grandmother or something, I don't know. But And by the time the conversation was over, I had decided that he had never sent anything in the mail before. <laughs> that is, his, mm-hmm. it had been confined to electronic tra- transactions mm-hmm. because he said, well, where do you put the address and where do you put the return address? <laughs> yeah. And I told him where the post office was, which was in the, the nearest one of my house was in the building that you used to be in. Yeah. And he said, well, what do you do? Do you just go in and hand them to you the mail? And I said, oh, my goodness. But I, I think he I think he got it done, but he it was clear that mm-hmm. the experience of people is, is different. Mm-hmm. Than, than it was, would have been at one time. You could theorize that's why the stamp collection collecting market is diminishing. Just if mm-hmm. you're not exposed to it, you, you may just, just not have know, that much interest. Don't know about it. I still think there's going to be geeks of one kind or another <laughs> out there who. Well, there's who, always yeah, mm-hmm. there's always collectors of whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. there, there there will be. It'll just be, it'll be vintage. It'll be it'll, yeah, right. It'll, like it'll, records. It'll, it will it will have changed. Well, vinyl can come back. Who knows what? <laughs> yeah, to the stamps. That's right. Uh, 919-860-9783. Austin and uh, Doug Maddox are our guests. They they are Maddox Coins and Stamps. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Uh, Twenty four News Radio six eighty WPTF. I was. Just, I now know the answer to the trivia question because they told me. But uh, you do not know. So if you if you if you uh, think you know the answer, Doug, have you got a, a copy of it? Why don't you read it this time? Sure. During World War II, many servicemen carried in their pocket either a piece of currency or a strip of notes or currency taped together. And what was this called? And I had never heard this before, and now I've acquired a new piece of knowledge. 919-860-9783. We may even have some vets or maybe the sons of vets who had one of Daddy's war stories about something like this, uh, if you happen to know the answer. One thing that is interesting, you were talking about what's new, is that they put out a uh, silver and gold coin for Mm -hmm. the Apollo 11 it commemorates the um, 50th anniversary. And one side of the coin's got a Neil Armstrong's footprint on it, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. What's mm-hmm. the other side? Do you remember? It, the, land, the lander ends. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, so, I, and I could not have told you the answer to this. Uh, it's concave also. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it, you, Austin's right. It, this is the second coin that's been made this way. The baseball commemorative on one side is a glove, convex. The other side of the coin is concave. No, con convex goes out. Okay. And this looks like a baseball. The concave side is a butt ball glove. And, and but it it makes sense in a way in, in the way yeah. they made the coin. Okay. I, I, and I just put the I put my I've got the picture right there for you. Okay, of the, it shows Neil Armstrong's footprint as you said on one side okay that side is the one that goes in that that that's inward and then the other side yeah is the lun- is the lander and an astronaut it's a okay. pretty cool coin okay now what it does it it is it a coin that is in t- intended to be spent 
Uh, technically, it is spendable, but uh, no, it's a commemorative. It's they came out with a half dollar, which is made of copper nickel, a dollar, which is silver, a five dollar, which is gold. This is the dollar one, and the one. Well, actually, the one you're looking at is a five ounce silver coin. Okay. It, technically, it is spendable. It does have a denomination, but it, of course, it would be crazy to use it. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> well this is coming up. It's about like July 21st or something is the mm-hmm. anniversary, yeah, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. We're just, the, the, the coin is out already. It the, just came out. Well, there's a lot of anniversaries this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is 75th anniversary of D-Day. Uh, somewhere in there— um, after this is the anniversary of a momentous moment in American music culture. Uh, Woodstock. Woodstock, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, it's, it's, it will be 50 years ago. It's yeah, hard to believe that. I know it is. There's a lot of stuff, though, that uh, that have it has its anniversary with the, with the nine in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But uh, uh, I was somehow almost missed some of that stuff. That was the, the busiest point of my life, and I had trouble just hanging on, just figuring <laughs> out what was. Fortunately, there were— Highlights on the news, <laughs> but I did stay up to the middle of the night to see the moon landing. That, uh, yeah. I remember that. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. John, is there somebody on line one? Okay, all right. Okay, uh, we had a line there, and I just wanted to make sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you come, you you bring along with your your uh, trivia question some other information, and this says our coins and currency. Coins, currency, and stamps brought back by the World War II veterans valuable. And, you know, veterans brought back awful lot of stuff, junk. Yeah. And some of them, in fact, uh, brought back very valuable stuff mm-hmm. uh, and the stuff that they have made movies about the effort to reclaim some of the things. Mm-hmm. I watched a TV program the other day that somebody in— some soldier had gotten married in France and had been given this vase from Austria— that probably Goering or somebody had stolen, and it was worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. Wow. They didn't know it; was, they knew it was worth a lot, but they didn't know it was worth that much. Yeah, and they had to give it up and and go back because it, the Nazis stole an awful lot of stuff, particularly mm-hmm. from the Jews. And, yeah, uh, and uh, so uh, and and they reclaimed it. But in the reclaiming operations, what they have discovered over the years, as you know, is that some of the, the people who were supposed to be watching it were taking it off too. Mm-hmm. Uh, my father, he 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 just brought home a German belt, you know, with a mm-hmm. big buckle on it and everything. Mm-hmm. And I was hoping he'd bring a gun or something. But <laughs> <laughs> that did not that did not happen. <laughs> but the question here: Are coins, currency, and stamps brought back by World War II veterans valuable? Are they or not? Um, Don't say it. That's a good tease. You want to find out the answer to this? I look down, and it's time for the news. <laughs> the good Lord's looking after us tonight. Okay. <laughs> Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Austin Crisp. Austin Crisp. That's not his name. Austin Maddox. There is an Austin Crisp. And Doug Maddox, our guest, will be back. The following is a pre-recorded program. Nine thirty-three at News Radio six eighty WPTF. Tom Kearney, along with a couple of my favorite guests, Austin Maddox, M A T T O X, and Doug Maddox. Maddox Coins and Stamps, eight zero one Oberlin Road. If you went to them a long time ago, they're in a different place as of about six months ago, right? Mm-hmm. Give or take, yes, Give right take. about right. Yeah. It's pretty close. And, uh, and they visit with us to talk about coins and stamps, not just a question of, you know, is my penny valuable or 
uh, what's this worth, or that kind of thing, which is sort of standard fare for call-in shows that have to do with coins and stamps. But we learn a lot about American history, uh, and uh, and some of them are works of art. Uh, I've told you many times that I used to have a, my, my car insurance guy who worked for State Farm. I was a Cuban refugee who came to America and was very successful, and he had so, a display of stamps that he had had framed. And I said, "You are you a stamp collector? He said, no, I just think they're pretty. And, mm-hmm. and they were from mm-hmm. his homeland, so mm-hmm. they were works of art is, in fact, what they were. And uh, I, I really kind of thought that was great. Are coins, currency, and stamps brought back by World War II veterans valuable? That's where we were, wasn't That's it? Right. Okay. That's right. Are, are they valuable? Well, a lot are not, but there are some exceptions. So... Uh, you see a lot of Philippines, for instance, because there was – so the areas where we had the most people, you can figure that's the least likely pieces to be mm-hmm. valuable because so many were brought back. Uh, German hyperinflation money was another good example. Their money you – know, they had the money that was millions and billions and – They had to go to – had wheelbarrow to buy right. for bread. Yeah. And so the money wasn't worth anything. Anyways, the soldiers brought it back. It, it didn't It didn't cost them anything. It's, uh, it's soldiers who maybe were in Africa mm-hmm. or uh, even – I mean even in South America, the more unusual places and brought back something as a souvenir. Then you can run into some pretty uh, valuable things. And if they were in a particular place – uh, a country that wasn't heavily involved in the mm-hmm. war, and perhaps, and didn't have as much traffic. They mm-hmm. would, it would be would be the case. Okay. Well, we got uh, recently. Uh, I, I can't call, I can't call it the word it is because it would give away the trivia question. But one of these items that we're talking about from the trivia question that's the notes taped together uh, that had South American notes, which of course was not as mm-hmm. heavy of a place, but uh, the. It, they were quite valuable notes. I mean, it was you know a thousand dollars probably to for this item, which I can't right. say the name okay. of still. <laughs> okay, what we need is an answer to that question. That's right. I, I get to read it this time. Is that okay? Sure. Okay. Here's the question that the Maddox boys brought tonight. During World War II, many servicemen carried in their pockets either a piece of currency or a strip of notes taped together. What was this called? And there's got to be a vet out there somewhere who who had this 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 bound to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, these two gentlemen told me that, that sometimes the place you would see them, this is probably a hint, would, would mm-hmm. be in a bar. Mm-hmm. Now it's hard for me to believe that there were any soldiers in bars, yeah, but, of course there, but there may have been. But I think just canteens, Ed, yeah, probably right. USO, you, you, anywhere the guys got together, right? And um, one thing that I get a lot of calls and this is more on the stamp side of the World War II stuff, is people will call up and they'll say, I got a lot of, I got a lot of stamps with Hitler on them and swastikas. And they really think, man, this has got to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell them, I say, nah, soldiers just brought this back by the sheet because mm-hmm. at the end of the war there again, like that old currency Austin was talking mm-hmm. about, I mean, you couldn't use the stamps anymore. They were invalid for postage. And so there's very few um, German or occupied areas like Poland that have Hitler's picture on them right. that have much value. I tell them, well, they're fun to collect, but they are not valuable. Right. It's just a, a, a good thing 
well, maybe a good thing, but a, a thing to bring back as a souvenir. It, mm-hmm. it sort of meant that you were there and you might look at it and remind you of something that probably you'd just as well not be reminded yeah. of, to tell mm-hmm. you the truth. But, and, uh, of course, Italy had um, Italy had El Duce or, mm-hmm. on there, and Japan did not tend to put the emperor's picture, but still the, the stamps from that time period are abundant. Well, there was a question, I think, on Jeopardy tonight that uh, had to do with the, the country uh, that uh, stayed on GMT because its leader wanted to uh, play up to Hitler. And uh, I got it right tonight. It was, mm. it was Spain because General uh, Generalissimo, I'm trying to think of his name now. Uh, in Franco. Any, Franco. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, they never actually, Spain never actually declared war on anybody, but they were fascist and they yeah. supported uh, Italy and, and uh, Germany and uh, uh, and were identified as such. Uh, and he, he wanted to identify with Germany. Mm. And so uh, if I had been wherever Jeopardy was held tonight, I could have won the money. <laughs> uh, but in any event, okay, other, other questions. We still don't have the question to the big Big trivia question tonight. There have been quite a few coins, stamps, and tokens commemorating World War II. True? Yes, yes. Um, probably more st- stamps and coins. I can't think of any currency. Can you? Well, there's the—no, uh, I can't think of any currency. There's the World War II, again, kind of like the Apollo 11, where it was just put out as a commemorative collector's item, really more than— uh, Actual spendable there, so there is a World War II commemorative like that. I can imagine that. I, of course, was too small. I was alive when this happened, but too small to have any recognition. But there might have been a stamp put out with that sailor kissing that nurse in Times Square. You know, yeah, I like think that. there may have been for the they they came out with the decades of the century stamps mm-hmm. that um, started with the nineteen O's. And went up to whenever they quit. But I think one of those in the 40s had that iconic picture. But there's loads of um, stamps that, uh, and we tend to have more commemorative stamps mm-hmm. than we do uh, coins. And almost, we rarely mm-hmm. have commemorative currency. Almost none. Yeah. Well, Even it, worldwide. It would foul the system up. Uh, <laughs> Now, one of the things, I imagine that when Franklin Roosevelt died in April of 1945, there was some sort of recognition of stamp. He was a great stamp collector, as a matter of fact. He, he was indeed. And, in fact, there are people that collect FDR, um, what, what would that become, memorial stamps. Right. Because they came out from every country almost in the world. Right. Uh, and a lot of them. Had, had, have a picture of him sitting at his desk with stamped tongs in his right, right. I and have, a magnifying I've, glass. I've, I've seen mm-hmm. that picture, and that's what he liked to do. Apparently, when when it started, and he, you know, he served in a time that we were in uh, stressful because of the economy and the end of the war, and that's what he liked to do was to get away and play with his stamps, and, mm-hmm. and uh, that he had done that since childhood. I'm going to throw you a curveball now because I meant to ask you about this during the break, and I didn't. But when you and I were talking on the phone, and I forgot to bring. Um, the the piece of paper from the newspaper. Uh-huh. Or, yeah. Did you did you, did you find out any more about that or? or I never saw it. So, um, I, yeah, I, there's no telling what kind of a <laughs> okay scam it was that they had in there. So I, I hate to speak without seeing it. 
there was a apparently mm-hmm. also in the newspaper last week, like a full-page ad. Mm-hmm. And I forget what the headline was. I was holding the paper up looking at something, and that was facing my wife. And she said, that's an interesting headline. And I turned it over, and it, it was a headline, but it was a headline. And you have to sometimes be careful in newspapers mm-hmm. and magazines, supplements, and so on, because what is purporting to be a news article or seems to look like a news article is, in fact, and it will usually say this, a paid advertisement is mm-hmm. what it is. And that's what she had stumbled onto, mm-hmm. a paid advertisement. But I think what they were doing is they had found some bags of silver and stuff. And this, because this is mm-hmm. what we were talking about mm-hmm. on the telephone. And I meant to bring that, save the newspaper, but I forgot to bring it to you. But I guess it's still fair to say in, in dealing with matters that have to do with stamps and coins, be careful and deal with people you mm-hmm. can trust. Does that sound all right? I, nobody can yeah. find anything wrong with that. I don't. Think. No, and it's just yeah. If it it's, if it sounds too good to be mm-hmm. true, you know the old saying. Then you got to be. That's a, it's true with coins and stamps. Mm-hmm. And, well, I think sometimes maybe we ought to take down the the national uh, saying, whatever it may be, and put up. If it's too good to be true, if it sounds <laughs> like it's too good to be true, be. It probably is. Just write it in mm-hmm. Latin and everybody right. will think it's important. That's true. That's true. Uh, you know, I always tell people if who are interested in getting into a coin or stamp, research the research the company and the dealer. Do mm-hmm. more than the coin itself because if you're working with somebody good, you're going to get a good price. And one of the things, uh, a lot of this business and trade has been made easier, and you indicated it earlier, mm-hmm. although you didn't underline it, which was, was just fine. By the internet and mm-hmm. so on, it's just easier to get the word out. But mm-hmm. the other thing that it's easier to get the word out about is that if somebody is crossing the line, if they're mm-hmm. not not following good practices or are interested in something that might be in in the area of fraud or something mm-hmm. like that, you uh, it's just if there's something that makes you suspicious, you should just be careful about it. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Do we have an answer to the trivia question? Men carrying in their pockets either a piece of currency or a strip of notes taped together. What was this called? Now, see, you guys are laughing at me because I didn't know that, but clearly no one in our audience knows it either. So <laughs> That's right. I, yeah, the, I didn't think this would be our toughest trivia questions. I'm uh, a little surprised. I'm not. The, well, it, it probably depends on whether we have many veterans or something mm-hmm. uh, who, who would, would remember this particular thing. 919-860-9783. We'll be back. 48 News Radio 680 WPTF. I forgot, and uh, Jack, don't go anywhere. This will take about 30 seconds. I forgot to do the promoing on the half hour. Tomorrow night, Weta Davis-Gatton will be here. She's a pharmacist, and we're going to talk about prescription drugs and things like that, shots that may be required and whatever. And if you have any questions, you can ask. That's the pharmacy tomorrow night. Thursday night, as we mentioned earlier, Joe Cadell, our military historian, will be here. It is the 75th anniversary of D-Day. And uh, on Friday night, we're going to have trivia. And my brother Stephen, who sets the questions on Friday night, says it's going to be about James Bond movies this week. (laughs) And we both still think people uh, like James Bond movies, and they're discussing now whether the next Bond is going to be female or black or something other than what has heretofore mm-hmm. been Bond. And, but I think Daniel Craig, according to Stephen, has to make one more movie, I mean, mm-hmm. his contract. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's true or not, but we'll, we'll be prepared, mm-hmm. and we'll have some trivia questions. And if you'd like to talk about Bond movies, Friday night will be the time for you to visit with us. Jack is in Raleigh. Jack, good evening. You're on WPTF, and you want to talk about, is it called a spill, Mark? 
Yes, Tom. Um, hey, good evening. Yeah, a question for Mr. Maddox. Go ahead. Um, I've uh, done some Civil War relic hunting around some Union camps near Raleigh, and have found steel marks. And I want to know the history of it. I, I believe it's maybe because real coins and currency were um, few and far between, and they probably made a lot of these steel marks, which I've always thought was just say what it's worth, and they would just gamble or play cards with them. I don't know if that's true or not, so maybe he could enlighten me. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, technically, spiel marking means not good money, uh, translated literally out of German. Um, It's like monopoly money, I think is what he's saying. I mean, there... I'm, I don't know that it would be from the Civil War era. Most of what I run into probably starts in the, the Civil 20s War yeah. and, and goes on from there. Um, I have run into some that may have functioned sort of like tokens in hard times in Germany. Mostly what I run into looks like it probably came out of kids' mm-hmm. games or learning to— uh, my wife was a school teacher and she used to have— Play money, money. They taught kids how to add up nickels, mm-hmm. dimes, and quarters, and I think some of it could be that. Um, but I've never, I've never heard of it being um, from that far back. Well, this was a copy of what looked like a flying eagle on it, so I, I always thought it was uh, for use in America. And I found it around, you know, some mini balls and some other yeah. camp articles. Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. that it, it would be American but be written in German. Um, uh-huh. So I'm, I, if you ever, you know, want to either bring it by and let us look or just send us a picture of it, I, I can't I don't know what that would be. Uh, yeah, I have no idea what the – there's. A, it's an odd combination of things. Yeah. Is it about okay. the size of a penny? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. Is it made of metal like steel or iron? Um, good copper. Good copper. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know what that'd be because they generally the ones I yeah, find. I don't know not. why it would be written in German. Yeah. But, it, but yeah. we'll be happy to look. Sure. Uh, right. Well. Okay. Well. Um, I'll take a shot of the trivia question. I don't, please. I don't think I've got a real chance at it, but, um, you know, in— in modern days, we would call that a challenge coin. I don't know if that uh, still applies with uh, a roll of bills or not. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, and that I don't know when that got started um, with the because I have had um, well many years ago back when young officers actually gave somebody a real silver dollar the first time they got saluted or something. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the same thing you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you got a punch in the arm or something like that. If yeah. You weren't <laughs> now they don't. You know, they don't use real silver dollars. But I have had young, <laughs> um, up and coming second lieutenants. Uh, but no, that, it's different. What mm-hmm. we're asking for is different than that. All right. One last thing. Yes, sir. Uh, tell me if there's any validity to, uh, and I will spell it, C H I T. Hmm currency that soldiers would carry if they were captured to maybe buy their freedom or alliance with, uh, you know, the, the local populace. Spell it again. C-H-I-T. Oh, shit. Shit. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. 
Chit is. Um, so you want to take this one, Austin? Oh boy! I mean, look, it de- it depends on which war. And I mean, they had military payment certificates starting in what I think it was the Korean War. Um, they had local currencies. They had coupons. There's been um, safe con- uh, safe con- passes. Uh, so I mean, all. Chit really uh, is a re- encompassing term for anything that's not really like a federal banknote. So um, not valuable if you came across one or something. Oh well, it could. I mean, they. So that being that that term really encompasses a lot of things, chit. Uh, it. I mean, you're you're talking about things that are from a, you know worth a penny to worth a, you know thousands of dollars. Just so it would depend exactly which one you're talking about. I see. So, okay. again, well, we're happy to have a look if you've got something. I'll get off the air. I, I'm enjoying the show. Thanks. Yes, Thanks sir. With us. Okay. Uh, uh, d- you. Jack, I want to ask you a question before you go. All right. You, you, you said something about the officer. You asked him for the money or something, and maybe if he didn't mm-hmm. have it, you punched him on the arm. <laughs> and I was watching this story on TV the other day, and it was a woman describing her uh, she had gotten a, a, a homemade valentine when she was like 21, or she was real pretty and everything. She said, the last one I had was when I was in the first grade. The guy came over, mm. handed her a valentine, and hit her on the arm. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? Well, no, I, I would check pine cones at the girls I like. Okay, <laughs> well, but but that's what it meant. Of course, you, you, you read me. That's yeah. what it meant. You you didn't quite know how to handle the situation at that age, so you just punched her on the arm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, Jack. I Thanks, just, fellas. All right. I needed, I needed somebody to do a sample for me there, and uh, and I was telling uh, whoever, somebody mm-hmm. had asked me about that, and I said, well, that's what you used to do when you when you were not supposed to like girls or something <laughs> like that. Well, we're just about out of time here. Well, do you want to give them the answer? answer? Yeah, you don't should give that, the answer. Tom? Do that. Do that. Yeah, well, it's called a short snorter. That's when you have a strip of notes taped together. That's right. And it's a short did, snorter. What was its importance? How did you use a short snorter? Um, I've been told by vets that okay. if you're in the bar and, you know, you're ordering drinks and the guy next to you says, let me sign your short snorter, you pull it out of your pocket, he signs it, you sign his. If you don't have one or he doesn't, you buy the drinks. Okay. All That's right. what I've heard. All right. There it is. Done. Don't say you didn't learn anything tonight. Uh, Doug Maddox, Austin Maddox, Maddox Coins and Stamps, 801 Overland Road have been our guest tonight.